Hi, this is Gordon Burkell from The Cutting Room. Now, I'm in my hotel room. It's pretty late. I got to see an awesome demo for Assimilate Scratch. And I thought, okay, I got permission to play the audio, so I put the audio up so you guys can hear it. So that's what you're going to hear now. Is the, it's about 10 minutes. Um, they just demo what they've done. I've put the summary up on cuttingroom.aotg.com. Please share this with whoever you want. It's not a problem. I do have other scoops like this coming, but it is very time-consuming to run around and get the interviews and cut them. So there is one coming from Sony, but uh, yeah, just keep listening. You can start following us through iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. We'll let you know, uh, or you can just follow the site. The Twitter handle is at ArtGuillotine, at ArtGuillotine, and uh, yeah, enjoy this enjoy this demo. So there are a few things that we're focusing on at the show. I mean, I, I, one of the things that I like to do is start out with a couple of the announcements that we made before the show that were pretty significant and just kind of reviewed two or three things because, you know, we, we couldn't wait for the show to get here to do some of these things, like support for F65 in real time. Um, so Scratch from day one, um, you know, when, as far back as the HPA show in New Mexico, have been working with Sony and we've supported um, native F65 footage. Um, we made an announcement about a month ago where we were the very first in the industry to support the real-time playback of epic stereo footage at 48 frames a second. And so if you think about the way the world is moving, it, it, you know, we've gotten to the point now where we have four and 5K cameras, and you know, directors like you know, David Cameron and Peter Jackson and those guys don't really need any more Ks anymore. What they really want now is more frames. And so 48 FIPS and 60 FIPS and things like that are, are really now, that's the vector that everybody's starting to move forward on. And as is so often the case with RED technology, we were first to do this and first to do that. So we were the very first ones to demo 48 FIPS in real time. At the show, some of the things that we announced today um, include um, support for the first time for AMD Radeon GPUs on the Mac. So we've traditionally been strictly an NVIDIA, NVIDIA Quadro company on both Mac and Windows. But we're starting to notice um, that, that a lot of vendors out there like Sony, for instance, with their F65 SDK, are OpenCL only. And so um, we, we needed to be able to broaden our support for GPUs on the Mac. So now we support the Radeon um, 5770 and 5870 cards on the Mac. And you marry that with the HAA, you know, SDI out that we announced before, and you've got a pretty broad range of choices now for for support on the Mac for GPU and SDI. Uh, and um, not long ago, we announced, uh, well, about a week ago, we announced the first um, Scratch Lab certification course for DITs and video engineers in production dailies. Where's that, where's that being held? Um, well, it's, it's being held in um, authorized training centers around the world. So in LA, it's Moviola. In New York, it's the Manhattan Edit Workshop. It's um, uh, Lappens Blues in Paris. It's um, the Digital Film School in Mumbai. So on our website, you can see the, and, um, and so it's a full curriculum plus a proctored exam to get your certification. Today, we put the curriculum on our web store for $49. So you can actually download the curriculum and learn the course and then just go to one of the training centers if you don't if you don't want a butts and seats class or if you're in a location like Utah or Louisiana or someplace like that where there isn't a training center, you can learn the software and then just go to one of the training centers and take the exam and get your certification. This is something that's really, really unique. But the but the most the most fun we're having and the reason you came, right? 
was that we're doing a sneak peek technology demo of what we're calling Scratch.next. We're not ready to make any announcements about the, you know, what we're going to call the version number or when it's going to ship or things like that, but we wanted to give folks a sense for thematically and directionally where we're taking the company. What problems are we focused on trying to solve? And what are our customers telling us as far as where the, the industry is migrating to? And so one of the themes that you've seen throughout the industry is that the consolidation of the industry, you know, the, all the post houses, the sort of boutique post houses are really not there anymore. Most of them were bought up by Deluxe or Ascent and went out of business or went out of business. Or it's, it, There's a, a, a plethora of freelancers around. And there's freelancers that are both on set. There are freelance VFX guys out there now. There are freelance colorists that are out there now. There are more than ever. And one, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you're a freelancer? The more skills I have, the more work I get. So you're seeing a tremendous amount of cross-pollination. So you're starting to see guys that are carrying union cards to be TITs, they came from the VFX world. And you're seeing guys that are in um, strictly color bays doing VFX. Or you're seeing guys on set doing color grading. And so they have these skills that are starting to blend, and the tools need to be able to catch up with that. And so you see that today where we started out positioning our Scratch Lab product for production dailies, but quick in a hurry, people that have VFX capabilities and compositing skills can say, wait, I can do a lot more with a full Scratch 6 on set. Like I can, for instance, I can answer some of the most difficult questions, like, is that green screen lit properly? Yeah. Let me just throw a quick key on that thing. I key it out, and I, it gives me a much higher level of QC on that shot. Because if the green screen's in the wrong place, or the green screen's not lit right, you can't fix that in post really easily. And by the time it gets to post, it's too expensive to reshoot. Yeah. So that shot's either gonna go away or it's gonna suck, right? It's gonna be really expensive. Exactly. So, so for the, for the you know, ha still less than half the price of our closest competitor, you can take a full scratch on set and do way more than anybody ever thought in, um, in, in dailies. The same thing is starting to happen in DI where um, you, know, you look at the prototype uh, boutique facility that's going to define the future, it's guys like Local Hero Post in Santa Monica. So Leandro Marini, he's got coincidentally nine scratch systems in there, but he's both a compositor and a colorist. And he's sitting in their color bay with the director doing the final finish on a film, and they find an artifact they want to paint out, or they want to you know, key out the sky, whatever, right? Traditionally, you have to send that out to VFX. So, you know, if you're lucky, it's the AE guys in the next room. If you're unlucky, it's the flame guys across the street. So your whole creative process just falls apart, right? So more and more, the director's like, do it here. Do it now, don't interrupt the creative process. And so that's the kind of, that's the kind of prototypical customer that we're focused on. So what do you need to be able to support that kind of customer? Well, you need strong, color correction tools, which we have. You need strong compositing tools, which we don't have today. You need strong media management and asset management tools. So you've got, you've got all of your different versions, all of your different plates, um, all your different what-ifs right in front of you, which we have today with our unique construct. And you need the performance and the power to be able to do this in real time in a client attended session. So I can, I can do some painting, I can do some color correction, I don't have to wait for it to render, I, I'm all doing it in real time, which we have today. So the thing that we lacked was the real strong 3D compositing component. That's what we're working on. So that's what I'd like to do a quick tour and show you today.
So are you familiar at all with Scratch and the UI? And I've used it a bit, but I'm not a professional on it. Neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to blind leading the blind through yeah. this, right? So so you recognize so you recognize the Scratch construct, right? So I've got several different constructs here, but because I'm on um, a, a MacBook Air and I have GTX graphics here, it's still NVIDIA, but it ain't a quadro card, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, you're not going to get real-time performance, and I'm not going to kill my computer in the process, but I've got several different constructs here, um, but, but this one here is a pretty simple construct of several different elements layered together. So I've got a background. Oops. I have a background. I have, um, a, 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 you know, a, this is a little video here. Um, I have a foreground element, which I'm currently not using. I have the tent, and then I have the alpha for the tent in a mat, right? So I just sort of assembled those things onto my player, and I can sort of play them back. So it, just sort of dragging them out um, creates these layers, but this is something that we could do in 2D, this is not new, right? You could do this in Scratch today. What's new is that you now have the ability to look at a 3D camera, right? So, you know, we put this into dual view. And so I have the opportunity now to look at my layers and see how all the different layers, what's in front of what, right? What's behind what? So I can, if I want to comp them out. I also have the ability to sort of work in real time here and as I move, I can see what's going on on my output. And I can take a look at a view here. And so right now, I can, I can look at my view on this side in three dimensions, but I don't really get a sense for the complete structure of the view. But here now, I can look at a structured view, and this is something that's really new in Scratch. So I can see the entire, you can move to different parts of the image just by navigating through the structured view, right? So I can move, so as you can imagine, sort of, if you're a flame artist and you're used to node-based compositing and you're used to moving around clusters and nodes, I can nest these things and create clusters. And I've got a very powerful way now to do intuitive compositing along with, so if I'm, if I'm going back over here in, in this view and I want to move back over to my matrix and change color, right, as I'm working over here, You can see how it in real time changes along with me, right? So I can composite in real time, I can, I can color grade in real time, and I can move around the way in a, in a, in a fast, quick, real time way, an intuitive way, the way compositors are used to working on This is what we're doing. Now, obviously, there's a lot of work left to do. Um, that's why we're not shipping. Yeah. So, in the media browser for this construct, and you look at the different the stuff that we've got. So I've got, look at all the different resolutions that I'm working at here, all in the same timeline of all this different kind of media. So I've got DPX files in here, I've got text files in here, I've got red footage in here, in all these different formats, all these different resolutions, all in the same timeline. Scratch doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Nobody else can do that, right? So that's sort of where we're going, that's what's new. I want to thank Ron and Assimilate for allowing me to interview them, and I hope you enjoyed this. We're having more mini-episodes like this coming. It will be a little slow, but it's coming. <laughs>